Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Happy Monday, October 9, 2023. Welcome to Elijah's Dreams. It's going to be an amazing, intense show. Two shows today. Uh, we, this is very rare for us to do two lives. But, uh, this, you know, Johnny Enlow Unfiltered comes on and momentarily. And then this afternoon at <clears throat> 3 o'clock Pacific, so that would be um, 6 o'clock Eastern, uh, Robin Bullock will be on live. And we're calling that one Urgent Prophetic Update Concerning Israel. Uh, okay, so with Robin, uh, here's what I want to explain about that. Robin is going to have a very important update. I was with Robin in Israel April, May. I think we bridged both months on that trip. Uh, and Robin at every major site prophesied. And he knew, knew he was called to do that. A couple of places I remember above the um, Golan Heights, I think it was, and the wind was crazy. I stayed on the bus because it practically blew you over. He says, I'm getting out. I've got an assignment. So he went throughout Israel and, and on his assignment prophesied. And we have some recordings of some of those sites, one at Carmel. Let's see if I can remember these. One at Mount Carmel. Oh, dear. I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, what, Masada. Do you remember where the other one was? Carmel. Shiloh. What is it? Is it Shiloh? Yeah, Shiloh. Or I think they said Shiloh. Thank you, Dream. I couldn't remember them. Uh, anyway, um, our, just, just so you know, the, the position we take is that, of course, other prophets, just as anointed as Robin, have been throughout the land of Israel prophesying and decreeing. And many of you as intercessors, when you've been to Israel and even back here at home, you prophesy and decree. So what... Uh, we fully recognize the big picture is you're all doing this uh, and decreeing on behalf of Israel. This is just Robin's um, recording of what he did that is pretty profound, what he prophesied. But we're not saying, uh, say, Robin did this or, you know, and therefore we're giving him all this credit. So it's just, it's his experience. And I think it's really important what he's going to be calling for in a specific prayer that he told me about. I'll let him talk about that. So that's that. All right. Uh, we're going to have a new position. Uh, I'm going to start putting that up now. When, As you're watching right now, uh, Emily, who many of you have heard me mention on the show live, uh, is engineering the show. So there's, she's put up a graphic just now about a live stream engineer. And while she's doing the very thing that we're advertising, because we're starting a new show, an additional one. We've got two. We have Elijah Fire as well. And there will be a third one that has to do with intercession i'll tell you the name later but what read this as i'm talking and tell your friends this can be from wherever they live there are special places that are preferred but anywhere in the continental united states and maybe alaska i think if you can engineer this show or the the show that we're going to do and you'll be the one changing the slides just like this happening now Sometimes when I'll say, Emily, can you put that scripture up? And um, then after a little bit of hesitation, she puts that scripture up. This person is that person. And then there's other things they do between those shows. So I think it's um, 35 or 40 hours a week, I believe I saw. Uh, What you do is uh, there's a careers tab, ElijahStreams.com slash careers. Okay, do it that way. Or write to careers at ElijahStreams.com. See, that's Emily doing that. That's the position uh, we need in, in, for the next show. Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not letting Emily go. We got to keep her there. Uh, all right, uh, that's that. So we want you to apply for that first come, first interviews type of thing. 
for the better chance. So um, be be as as um, when you submit a resume, I always tell people put a photo in there so we see who we're talking to. You're not. We probably we may not even. I uh, I finally met uh, Emily in person for the first time when we went to Israel. But the whole job happened where I'd never met her, and we've done it for a year or two, whatever it's been. Uh, where had I not had the Israel trip where she came. Uh, I would have not still met met her in person because it's uh it's you can do it from where you are. So, all right, that's that. Not to drone on. So let's see what else do we have. Uh, we let's see. Here's a quick spot uh, to remind you on the wells, and then we're going to watch Johnny Enlow unfiltered. Here we go with that. In the midst of Rose and her friend Kamiati's joyous celebration of the drilling of a new water well, a painful memory from Rose's past comes to mind. Both Justine, Rose's daughter, and Amina, Kamiati's daughter, would routinely get up early in the morning in order to make the trek to the closest water source. As the girls were collecting water one morning, Justine ventured too far into the deeper water and tragically drowned. It's been seven years since Justine's untimely passing. There hasn't been any other options for water. But that's all changing. The prayers of Rose and her friends for a pure, clean water source have been answered, and they are overwhelmed by God's goodness. This new water well is the result of the generosity shown by you, our Elijah Streams partners. The difficult journey to the polluted water source for Rose and her neighbors is almost at an end, and it's because of you. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Well, good morning, Johnny. I've uh, been looking forward to this all weekend because I know we're going to talk about Israel and the war and whatever God's showing you. So greetings. And I know you're going to give us also a quick report on Peru that you just came back from. And then you just, from that, just jump right into what you have to share. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, we have a lot to a lot to share today. The Lord has given me some specific things to share. And uh, I do want to take just like a two minute. We were going to take a, you know, 15, 20 minute report time on Peru and show pictures and videos because it it was amazing. But we understand there is a uh, a story uh, in Israel that needs to be covered. And 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 so the Lord's given specific things on that. But um, so I just wrote down some of the highlights. So this is part of, you know, this is how we win battles as well, it says the yeah. revelation overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. So we have to, you know, celebrate um, the victories that, that take place. And this is just a highlight of, of some of them. And Elijah Streams was part of sponsoring key parts of this. And so yeah. that's also why we all celebrate together. So we, the big event we were doing was October 1st, last Sunday night. And um, it ended up being uh, really an amazing event. It was actually different than what, what, I, what I thought. Um, but it went from like three in the afternoon till 11 at night. So it was an eight hour event. Uh, um, it was, uh, advertised as a festival for family. And then it was highlighted worship team, um, uh, 
Mil San Marcos, M-I-E-L San Marcos, and they, they're recognized as the top, we'll say, Christian worship band of South America, from what, what everybody's telling me. And they're wonderful people. There's family members there. We got to have some time together. And so then it was um, my brother-in-law, Jim Drown, who uh, is an evangelist and then has done many stadium events in many places around the world, actually. And, um, and it was actually a lot of fun to have him and my sister, Kathy, um, and then my brother, Danny, we were able to bring him and we just had fun. All four of us had a, a part on stage. My, my mm-hmm. brother, Danny's a, a worship leader and he, he, uh, he was the extra bonus for them and he wowed the crowd so much. They were, um, asking in Spanish, otro, otro, which means another, another. And, um, so there was a lot of, uh, it was enjoyment for family, which is a, a big deal because we're kind of building on the legacy of my parents. My my parents are buried in Peru, and my dad was honored as a man who brought the things of the Holy Spirit when he passed in 2005. Wow. wow. So this was uh, a big deal. And so the bigger event um, had somewhere between seven and 10,000 um, there as an outdoor event when I was when I was doing my part. And um, but there were thousands out there for eight hours. And, you know, there's a rotating group of thousands. We don't know what the overall numbers of who 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 did what. But it was, um, uh, you know, my my brother-in-law did the call for salvation and don't know the numbers there either. It's just hands all over the place, uh, hundreds and hundreds at least. And then I came and said, "Okay, you didn't just get saved for a ticket to heaven, but you got saved and you have an assignment. We need you to. Uh, you know, find your place Monday through Friday and Saturday, one of the areas of society, kind of the seven mountain mandate. Yeah. We talk, wow. As well, re-giving that message to the Christians that were there, which were the majority crowd, and as well as uh, 50 pastors from the region were the mm. ones hosting the event. So we're giving them this new message. And then we did in this open air uh, setting, uh, we, we did the releasing of the signs and wonders. If you're called to the mountain of economy, this is going to happen. And if you call it the mountain of arts and entertainment, et cetera, et cetera, the thing we've done here. And, and there were hundreds for each one, wow. hundreds of, of responses and some were blown away. So that was a big deal. It was positive. It was, it was great. And, um, and then had, uh, spoke at a couple of pastors association, total of a couple hundred pastors. And so they have pastors associations. And so these were ones where we're laying out the narrative of the day bringing the Daniel scriptures and telling them it's time, you know, there's been a ruling on behalf of the saints, kind of the word we've been carrying from yeah. the beginning of the year. The gavel has, has, uh, has been ordered. There's been an, a, an order on behalf of the saints from heaven. And so for those who've been following what we've been speaking, we did that to pastors and, and uh, that was, um, that was super important as well. Um we met our meetings on Sunday had uh, 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 three meetings in the past. And uh, there's a pastor Guillermo or pastors Guillermo Milagros Aguayo, but she's a congresswoman and she's a major congresswoman as well. And so their church has been uh, really uh, hosting seven mountain thinking for a long time. So again, releasing the signs and, and wonders there and there are hundreds and hundreds in each one of the meetings. And so wow. it was, It was an amazing time. We met with, we have some of our Christian Center for Public Life out of D.C. Young people that have been trained, they're involved in government, and we were able to have a couple hours meeting with them. And here, where God is projecting all of them, honestly, that was 
near the top of highlight for me it was how really? the Lord is using them and positioning them we were going to tell more on that but it's it's quite amazing what god is doing this next generation that's once you remove from them uh, the gloom and doom and you know it's all about to end and and all that you give them the better narrative to run with boy they are bringing light and solutions at, a, at an astronomical level um and meetings with i have to be careful had several high level government governmental meetings and so i'll just say there was two strong presidential candidates and their staff um and um we had meetings and well, we gave words prayed over them and kind of well more stuff again we'll, i won't i won't go into that but that was a big deal as, as well there's a third presidential uh hopeful uh, i i I don't li um, I don't list him as much and mention because I don't think my first instinct is I don't think I don't think you're you're I think you're hoping too much and you mm. don't really you haven't done the work. Having said that, uh, when I was last in Peru four or five years ago, there was a, a man came and said, "Would you pray for me? I believe I'm going to be mayor of La Victoria, major uh, district of Lima." And I was like, "Sure." And I remember my mind thinking, "Boy, this will be a, a real." thing of God if he gets in and he's the mayor of La Victoria wow. right now. So these things, things, things happen. God chooses at times the weak, small, foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And um, we had really important meetings, extended meetings with a couple of the mayors and um, some real serious uh, solutions. Uh, I think the Lord ha handed out from us through uh, prophetic insight and, and all and, there was two major cities that were hoping we could I could extend my stay for another day and would fly out and minister to them and their leaders. Um, but it was not. I said, no, can't do that. And uh, just you know, asking the Lord about it, too. Um, so we had private prayers and prophecies, we'll say, over mountaintoppers that the Lord has placed kingdom assets. And um, uh, and so all in all, it was just. An amazing time. It was for me, it was just good to be back in the nation where I was born and raised. My parents were missionaries there. And so I love the food. I love the people. And there's just a lot of favor throughout. But that might have been more than a two minute uh, report. But we had to say. Uh, That's great. That's great, though. And, and again, reminder, you viewers, you help sponsor that that whole thing. So um, at least the part where the crowd was, I think maybe it was more on that. Than, but yeah. You but actually, there was, it was for other things, too. I haven't okay. even you uh, steve some of the what was what was given really was channeled uh for instance we had two different settings with over 100 pastors but we were able to not just come and give them the truth but we actually provided a meal nice uh, a simple meal but it was a nice meal for both of those groups and um so you know in case they were tempted to walk out because i'm challenging their doctrine or their eschatology they knew they wanted to eat the food. They had to stay. So strategic as well. There you so, go. Very, yeah. <laughs> why is it serpents, right? All right. So now the thing with, you know, Israel, I want to remind people really the last time, because I was in Peru, wasn't on last week, but two weeks ago was Yom Kippur. And the, the title of our, our time together on the live stream here with Steve was uh, all delays. Delays are over. And um, let's see how I, how it judgment on evil now to go public. So this is part of what is is taking place, and we're seeing, you know, even since then, 
Um, there's a number I could really spend about 15 minutes telling all the things that have taken place. You're aware of the Speaker of the House being removed. Yeah. And, and then based on that, Secretary of Homeland Security, Mallorca's quickly, like next day or two, saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to do the wall and kind of a Biden approval quickly. And it's like, what, what, what just happened there? Nancy Pelosi was um, officially kicked out of the, the office, kind of the luxurious office. That that was a, I'm sorry, I had to, a little bit too much fun hearing about that happening. Maybe, I'm sorry, Lord, but <laughs> it couldn't happen to a, a more qualified person to be kicked out of the office. But globally, it is amazing the reveal. For instance, the day I got to Peru, the first news uh, I, that was told me as I was getting there, and this is a little bit sad, but the vice um, the vice minister of Congress had um, that day suddenly died. And they oh, died wow. right after uh, taking a shot publicly and telling the people they're safe. And he Whoa. had an instant um, heart attack and um, and died. And so the, the, the people get the connection. So there's, it's part of that, you know, the delay is over for people who, cause it's not just his own ignorance. You are now promoting something that you have to know at this stage has some uh, overwhelming health consequences. To yeah. a lot of people. And so that, that is a thing. So there's many of those types of things that are taking place. And, and so we have um, just around the globe, Many, many things taking place right now that tell us we're in a new moment, a new day. And and so this Israel thing is connected, and we're going to uh, address that in, in, in just a moment. Another reminder is that the psalm for the year for us that we laid out was Psalm 23. And so we are seeing things like, um, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So this is not a year about no evil being around, but it's about us walking through it and about the Lord preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And so uh, this is also how he's advancing uh, his kingdom in this this kind of way. <clears throat> Interesting, Kevin McCarthy is ousted and who is um, acting um, Speaker of the House who has stepped in is a man named Patrick McHenry. And we had just stated a few weeks ago it was time for the Patrick Henrys to arise. Oh, you did, didn't you? Oh, wow. <clears throat> and catch that. Wow. that. Give, me yeah. little, give me death. So it's not accidental. I don't know if it's coordinated by humans or coordinated just by the Lord, but for the acting speaker of the house, this is all that has been the focus all year is the gavel and the speaker. And, and so you now have the speaker being Patrick McHenry. And, and so there is a message there for us as well. And all right. So, so now let's get into, here's what I want to share today. I feel like the Lord is, um, he wants me to address four fake narratives, four wrong messages that are, that the church is running with right now, even in, in light of the attacks on Israel. And we want to say right up front, um, we are so sorry for those who have yeah have suffered and, you know, just to dispel, um, we'll say some of the, there's all kinds of comments. There's the fog of war and there's rumor monging, uh, rumor mongering. And it was a real attack. Um, it doesn't mean there aren't some people 
doing some of their videos and and um, and setting up worse. You know, it doesn't mean there's not somebody adding to it. So thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. I've already seen a couple of those where there's kind of cameras, film action, and, and they're they're, you know, from we'll say this. I think what I've seen is from the Palestinian side where they're trying to uh, show uh, uh, death coming their way. And it wasn't. But it doesn't mean the whole thing uh, was a con in this this day and age where we know so much has been um, has been put on us. We've been lied about so much to our questions every time anything happens. OK, was that a false flag event? Did that really happen? What really happened? And And at times it's a mixture. Of real things, but it was a real attack, and you know, um, we had a brief com- uh, conversation ourselves, Steve, about how did the the intel failure? How can that be? Yeah, I mean, that's like this huge question in my mind. How is it possible for Israel to miss it that bad? And I don't know if we have. I don't know if we have an answer, but that's sure my question. Well, you know, I had um, I was contacted by our friend Kalev Myers, very important, and many of you or some of you will know who he is in Israel, and. Um, he has been one uh, top attorney in the in the nation, and he, he represents a lot of the major uh, ministries when they go there. And he's really won all the the legal battles, so that Christians are are allowed to go into Israel as the Orthodox. They usually own that position um, that would put restriction on Christians even being able to come in. But he's never lost in court two hundred and something cases, and I Whoa. think thing before the Supreme Court. And he uses their own constitution for the religious freedom for we'll say pilgrims and those who love Israel to come in. But I was asking him that question. I said, how, how from your side is that being explained? He says, well, it was, you know, it wasn't that we didn't see, he says we were seeing Hamas rebel rouse and they were doing things by the border and like, um, you know, pretend attacks and things like that. And so, but it's, they've kind of gotten used to them, uh, in the absence of being able to actually do something like pretend they're going to do. And so whether that's a good explanation or not, or mm. whether there's something um, more sinister that we don't know right now, it was a real, a real attack. And I'll just throw in right now. We also know uh, the deep state is trying to foment war. So yeah. just the, the Ukraine uh, uh, matter is not going well for them. And, and, so uh, that was designed as well. Part of its the goal in Ukraine was to to throw the whole world into uh, a, a war that didn't allow for the taking out of the mafia that is being t- done. The cabal is being removed. And so that was one of the ways to interrupt. And of course, this is um, decidedly something uh, we don't know how they would be involved and behind it and, and all that. But expect to find at some point some link to, um, we'll say, deep state cabal elements attempting to instigate a war, a war, war. They know that they have done something dastardly enough, we'll say, that Israel has to do a major um, offensive. And I think there's already already been enough that there are, there's, uh, you know, that's the sad thing. There's going to be, we'll say, many innocent, there's women and children on mm. in Gaza Strip that are going to suffer because this group representing Hamas is going to um, is going to have caused greater death among their own people. And I don't honestly see any other alternative for Israel at this point. And yeah. they're just 
justified in doing so, not just in attacking, but literally cleaning out the Gaza Strip. And, and clearly, um, not they, they have a porous border um, um, because of it being within their, their overall national border, national borders, kind of in that way, we have a little bit of similarity. Our borders, it's interesting that we have Mallorcas and, and Biden saying, yeah, we need the walls, even if they were going to do inferior walls or whatever. At the same time, they're saying we have to do something there. They're saying we keep finding this coordination of parallel events that often take place with Israel in the United States and, and often in ways that we betray and let down or, or participate in uh, wrong things in Israel. We have consequences in this nation as well. And, uh, you know, it, that's still to be um, to be seen exactly uh, how that goes. But, uh, you know, for those who don't know, there are uh, Khaled was giving me the numbers over 800 confirmed dead, over 2,000 serious injuries, and very troubling is over 150 uh, children and women and grandmothers that are held hostage in Gaza Strip. Of course, it is their intent. They know how much Israel values life in the sense of, uh, you know, their last venture there was over one soldier that was being held there, and they uh, was going to be interesting decisions for them because they are not they, they are not going to want those 150 uh, to die and yet they have they they have to do something dramatic and drastic yeah. so obviously yeah. all of you know um, prayer is in order I don't think we have to say that everyone uh, you know I think most watchers of Elijah's stream are very yeah. Israel savvy uh, in understanding God's narrative there and the need for us to be, uh, on watch and prayer um, for them at all at all times as mm -hmm. well. And in that, you know, there's um, scripture the Lord led me to kind of in a supernatural way today. I'm not going to go into um, the, the, how it happens, but it's the way he speaks to me um, a lot is um, that this is this is a time to remember Isaiah 62. And I'm just going to point out a couple things from it. And because of time, because I really want to get into these four wrong narratives going through the body of Christ, even right now. Mm. And I'm going to end it with what I believe is the correct narrative on this. And and so but to remind you, Isaiah 62 starts out for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns the gentiles or the nation shall, shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory and you shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the lord will name i'm going to point out a couple more things in isaiah 62 but no matter you know we, we have people who have uh, various views on israel and there is a, a whole replacement view as well but I want everyone to know at no time does Israel or Jerusalem get skipped. Um, even if you expand this to cover the church and say the new Jerusalem is the church and the new Jerusalem is Zion, at minimum, God's going to do a both and. And so there is no replacement. Yeah. And so if he's going to do something with the church, um, there's no way he's going to skip over. And we say, no, it's too hard for him to do that. No, it's not too hard. Hmm. It's first the natural, 
then the spiritual even. He said, Israel is my firstborn. Yeah. We're not going to say, no, he skipped the firstborn. He got rid of the firstborn. He's done with the firstborn. He's going to go on to the rest. No, he's not. And so, you know, you can be uh, too Israel-centric and you can be too church-centric and miss what the thing God is doing. But if he says, um, give me no rest uh, until I... I allow there to be a shining that takes place from Jerusalem and from Israel. You can be assured it's going to take place. And so verse three says things like you will also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Uh, And it talks about being a royal diadem diadem in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of the Lord. Um, You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor your land any more be termed, termed desolate, but you shall be called Hephzibah. And your land, Beulah, for the Lord delights in you. And then it goes on, uh, verse 5, the last line. So shall your God rejoice over you. As a young man marries a virgin, it talks about he's going to rejoice over you. Verse 6, very well known. I have set watchmen on your walls of Jerusalem. They will never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. Give him no rest till he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem, a praise in all the earth. I love that scripture. I love it because he's telling you, bug me about it. Just don't, just don't let me rest. You know, just keep saying it, you know, wow. And and so the whole, the whole of chapter 62 is relevant for us right now. We could have done the whole program on 62, but just be aware it's there. And just those verses, I highlighted key points. There is... Mm a reveal of Jerusalem specifically hmm. and representative of Israel, of God shining of his redemptive work that is going to take place. And so, um, and at no time, there's no scriptures you can piece together and say, no, uh, you can say, no, he divorced, he divorced. There's a prophetic scriptures that talk about how he divorced Israel and Jerusalem because of their harlotries. Well, you go and Paul addressed those clearly in Romans and, and said, um, there is going to be a regrafting. There is going to be a, uh, a, a, a future redemptive work of God for, for Israel and Jerusalem. And if them being divorced temporarily allows, allowed for the nations to have a hope and have inheritance, then how much more yeah. them being replugged into the plan? So there's going to be a replugging in to the ultimate redemptive purposes for Israel and any perspective that says uh, uh, otherwise um, is just is just wrong, and so we want to want to be aware of this. Scripture is clearly we could do a whole program on that as well and establish that and make it uh, uh, airtight, Old and New Testament in every kind of way, so that those of you we know we have a wide audience. You've heard every kind of thing, so I'm trying to cover quickly all all aspects. Now here's I want to go into the um, the main part um, that the Lord uh, is having me address for today, when I say for faith, faith, four fake narratives running around in the church right now, even as regards to what's taking place in Israel, it is mm. amazing how many voices, how many hundreds of voices have come out on all sides of these four perspectives. And I'm just going to give Again, my my perspective, I, 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 I do speak prophetically and as a prophet, whether I give myself that title, I'm a son of Issachar, 
uh, in a Sicarian from uh, scripture that says they are the ones that understood what Israel ought to do. And, and so um, it's an apostolic perspective and yeah. the word apostle is not, you know, biblically means one who is sent. So I am, I, I am apostolically sent from the Lord this morning uh, today to give this perspective. And, um, and of course you have total freedom to uh, check in with your, your own connection with the Lord, the Holy spirit with, with within you. And there should be a resonance of the Holy spirit. So uh, there's no bully pulping pulpiting with a title or, or description of what my assignment, but I, I just want to say this is, this is under that kind of assignment from the Lord. And um, number one, the number one wrong message going out uh, right now is that the rapture is about to happen mm. and that Jesus is about to return. And I'm just going to say some things very clearly and strongly. They're clueless, undiscerning leaders that are telling you that. Clueless, undiscerning leaders are telling you that Israel being attacked in an unprecedented way. Um, is a sign that Jesus is about to return. It is not, un biblically, that is, at no time is that one of the markers of anything. And so, but it's yet another excuse. Those who quickly uh, come up with that narrative are ones that come up with that narrative every time there is anything of trouble and danger. You know, the Lord establishes the Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we're going to walk through difficult times from time to time. Every time that happens, you have the same voices say, this is a sign Jesus is about to return. And then those who are done living on this earth, they've already checked out. They're, yay, yay. And they pass it around and encourage I certainly them. know that was my growing up, uh, up until a few years ago, that was always my understanding. That means God must, Jesus must be returning any minute now, but get ready. So I'm just going to definitively tell you, that's a false narrative, fake news, fake storyline. It's not coming. He's coming. He comes for a victorious church. I do believe he comes again. He comes for a victorious church, a bride who hath made herself ready. He does not come for a, this, uh, a divided, desperate, powerless, highly infiltrated, woke religious organization. So that would be, um, that would be a false narrative right there. I woke, uh, I'll say it another way. It's those who have compassion on what God is judging. And so it's having compassion on what God is judging. And so uh, it's where you're having compassion on sin instead of compassion on the sinner. Mm. When you have compassion on the sinner, you don't tell them that the things that separate them from God are okay. Um, it's, you know, this is a bad analogy. But if you have bad breath and and so uh, you wonder why you're trying to win over a young lady and and nobody tells you that it's your bad breath that's doing it, they're not doing you a favor by uh, by not telling you that. You know, I wonder why she she won't come. It's, it's a way I, I think it's a very uh, um, it, it's not a good enough comparison, but it's, it's a visual that came to me. So if people are in sin that separates them from God. And then we validate that by doing Christian conferences and things like we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Andy Stanley was doing. Um, then it is, it is not 
loving. It is not compassion on the sinner to tell them that things that separate them from God are okay. And that's what the woke agenda ends up doing, is trying to validate in some way uh, things that actually separate you from God and separate you from eternity with him. It's just kind of... um, So to say it another way, the return of Jesus is not a rescue of a failed kingdom operation. Tell me real quick, would you say it's not a rescue at all? It's not a rescue? It's not a rescue at all, Steve. The return of Jesus is not a rescue of a failed kingdom operation. The return of Jesus will only be a celebration of victory. It's a celebration of victory. His bride has made herself ready. His bride has shown as light, as salt and light, and revealed the kingdom to such an extent that Habakkuk 2.14 is fulfilled. The whole earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. There has to be something worth celebrating. He is not coming back because his plan didn't work. He is not coming back because we lose. Um, So that part, and whoever's advancing that narrative, just know they are wrong. I'm going to say it again. They're clueless, undiscerning leaders, and they should not be in that position that they are. Uh, The return, let me say one last way, and we'll move on to the next. The return of Jesus doesn't ensure we win, because that's what some are saying. We can't win until he returns. The return of Jesus doesn't ensure we win. It is the reward for winning. Romans 8 says creation groans and travails, not for Jesus to return. Groans and travails for the sons and daughters of the king to reveal who he is And the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. He doesn't do it under his own feet. We are his feet. So he doesn't remove us first and then get it done. So that part of the narrative, uh, we really have to get that right. And there's people running with what's taking place in Israel and whatever. um, You know, we clearly are in in very intense times of war uh, everywhere. And there is we have no guarantee that we aren't going to be touched by uh, some challenges, we've been touched by challenges yeah. in this nation. There could be more. Uh, you know, uh, President Trump today, earlier, right after uh, um, all these, well, one right after the news, but following the news of the last couple of days, he's like, you think this might be what's taking place in our own nation where our border is being uh, run over? So uh, these uh, military-aged young men coming in by the millions and and so what's that? And this is not to generate fear. We're just saying this is a different day we're living in. Actually, even when we thought we were at peace, we weren't. We were just being silently killed with nobody knowing what's what's taking place. Mm-hmm. So uh, number two. So that was number one, uh, the fake narrative that's going around the church. And so, again, my assignment, he gives me is stop it. And so you don't have to listen. You don't like it. That's fine. But it's truth. And that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll mark you down as uh, unopinionated on that. <laughs> and, um, number two, any messaging that promotes fear is also a fake narrative. So any messaging that promotes fear and that's going around. So we now have, I told you about the first group, the ones that run to where they always go. This is the rapture. Jesus is returning some version of that. We have generals, we have patriots, we have pastors. 
that aren't banking on the rapture right now, but believe fear is the wake-up tool um, because fear, uh, that fear is justified as the wake-up tool. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So, yeah, well, I know that one. You see what I'm saying? Well, Johnny, there was a couple of people we had on uh, for a while on, on Elijah Streams, and they were causing so much fear, saying there's no help on the way if you don't rise up. Nothing, there's no nothing being planned. There's no operation. And that, it didn't wake me up. It didn't wake no. me up when they did it. It, put, it just made me depressed. So anyway, it, it's like that to me. It's deceived strategy. It is, it is not. You know, the fear of the Lord is the only healthy fear for adults. Uh, it is only babes and children that, you know, it seems appropriate to scare them into not touching something that's hot, mm. something that's electrical, uh, you know, strangers cars yeah. traffic and and we do that because there's a lack of comprehension we can't there, there's not they don't have the comprehensive capability of you giving them a lecture on heat and hot and you know they have to experience at some level so there is a, a motivation of fear but there there are those pastors generals and patriots um either because they too are scared or they too uh or they believe, no, this is how we, we have too many people asleep. And so we have to wake them up. There is a proper biblical way to wake up and there is a, an improper way to wake up. And it's, it's not, if you wake someone up into, uh, you know, if you wake someone up into them being an orphan and feeling they're alone, um, um, then that's, that's blowing the whole, the whole mission. Mm. And again, we are saying, yes, Psalm 23, uh, we, you know, we, there are moments we walk through stuff and, but we fear no evil. That's, that's the key to the Psalm 23. It's not like, well, we're going to walk through a valley and you need to be scared to death and wake up somebody else and tell them to be scared too and be motivated by fear to buy more guns and, and all that. Again, it's fear. Motivation is not a biblical, uh, is not biblically justified. And so other than fear of the Lord. And so I just say those who use fear as a tool are not in alignment with the good shepherd. Um, again, does God want us awake? Yes. Is he okay with it being a rude awakening? Yes. I've been saying the good awakening, great awakening is going to be preceded by a rude awakening. Um, and there's, you know, a rude awakening can be like water in the face because you're not responding to your alarm clock or you didn't wake up when you're supposed to. Um, but does he want your awakening to make you feel like an orphan and abandoned by God? No. Uh, and so again, second message. That is is not the narrative of the day. Is we have much to fear, and we really have been abandoned, left our own by the Lord, and and that's mm. I'm just saying that's that's a part of a fake messaging, mm. and it's going through the church, and it's being instigated even by patriots, some patriots and some generals um, who who think this is strategically what what they are to do. They they, they uh, anyway. I I said that yeah. number three. Yeah. A, number, a third fake narrative going around and in the church, outside the church, all of these could be running outside the church as well, but they're often, they take their cues from the church, from believers and Christians as well, is that Israel is the bad guy. And so, oh. you know, part of the awakening that we've been going through, the root awakening, has, has, has been about who controls the seven mountains, who controls media, who controls 
banks, et cetera, et cetera. And who, who are the elite Luciferian? And among them, many Jewish names have come out. So you have going way back, Epstein, Harvey, Harvey Epstein. You got uh, Epstein from Epstein Island and you got the Rothschilds and we could go on and on and name a bunch of names. And so out of that, a narrative has come out that the Jews, that Israel are the enemy. Hmm. And, and we, they are not. They are not. That's why we read, we read Isaiah 62 for you to start with. There is hmm. something about this being where God started covenant on planet Earth. This is where he laid down his life. The blood of God is shed in Israel. The blood of God is shed in no other place on planet Earth. It is shed in Jerusalem. So if his blood can't redeem that situation, if his blood can't produce what he wants there, it's not going to do it anywhere else. So that's the starter place. You always want to look at what's going on there. It's relevant to the whole story always. Hmm. And um, yes, they too have been infiltrated. Okay, for those need to hear that. Yes, they too have been inf infiltrated and are infiltrators. At, and some of them are infiltrators. Uh, but beware of an anti-Semitic um, backlash within you because of what you're observing and because you're finding out a law is that, you know, Hollywood is run. It's, uh, it's it goes Hollywood is run by by Jews. And so there is this thing of recognizing that in the same way, um, you know, infiltrators have gone everywhere. There are Illuminati elements that have positioned themselves and 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 do not carry carry the storyline too far. So just remind Israel is not the bad guy in what's taking place. Israel's not the bad guy. Jews are not the bad guy. And can I ask you this quick? Is it okay in your belief to be aware of the fake Jews, the Kazarian mafia, yeah. Kazarian Jews? It's okay to be aware that they are bad, but God still, Israel's still the apple of God's eye as a nation. They both at the same exactly. time. Okay. Exactly. And so that is, uh, you know, that is messaging number three that is going around right now. And, and, and that, you know, Israel has been, and it goes with the replacement. We could have addressed it earlier as, as part of the replacement um, um, doctrine that goes out there that, you know, Israel fell from grace and they're no longer, uh, you know, God no longer has a plan for them. And yes, there are many um, competing, confusing matters having to do with the nation of Israel, but it's why it has to come into the picture, it has to come into the picture right now. In some ways, um, Israel is going to be rescued from elements that are called Israel. And so we have things like the Mossad, their intelligence uh, department that is, you know, theoretically um working on behalf of israel but at least a portion of it just like cia there is rogue cia rogue mossad and i don't know what the percentages of it are but they are work in fact they work together and they work with the illuminati they work with the cabal and they work there is a massive control of media that this this mossad has been um specifically uh charged with doing and so uh but the mossad you know, an element of Mossad or an element of CIA um, to other nations that can look like Israel. It can look like the United States, but it really is a rogue element hmm. is, um, you know, it's evil at the top that gives a reputation to everyone, uh, everyone below it. And so 
there are matters and it's very possible and i actually believe the lord's telling me even right now what's going on in israel right now there is a separating there is an identifying within israel that he's doing of who's not really israel hmm. and who's not for him and who's not for the nation but they're they've been passing themselves as israel there are politicians there hmm. are again, agents that yeah they're from israel they live there but they are not for them so it's the infiltration aspect is something he's having to deal with uh, all over so um back to just that third point the enemy wins if we don't process this correctly um the more this is a point or principle for us to understand the more kingdom importance attached to a group the more the enemy will seek to infiltrate towards his purposes yeah so i'll say that one more time the more kingdom importance that is attached to a group the more the enemy will seek to infiltrate toward his purposes hmm. the church is number one we've talked about that a bit and i'll just say it's highly infiltrated at the mega level at whatever's big it's highly infiltrated and that's going to be revealed some of it's been coming out we you know have some documentaries of this year come out i'm not going to rename that's not the point we could take a whole program on that there might be another whole program we do but the church is infiltrated and and it's strategic because um, if God says that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against them. So Satan knows the only group capable of shutting down his gates of hell on top of the seven mountains are a properly operating ecclesia. And so for him to go in and then bring in doctrines of defeatism and 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 doctrines um, that. Um, disempower us in so many ways, including absence of the Holy Spirit as a priority, then yeah. he's accomplishing what he needs to do. So uh, Christian organizations are highly infiltrated. Christian organizations that pale support Israel, they're highly compromised, many of them. Um, Christian organizations, Christian charities are highly infiltrated at the highest level as mm. well. And it's strategic. The enemy knows that's what you want to do is you want to get close. You want to infiltrate that which could hurt you the most. So that's why it goes just to the point. Why would why would there be uh, uh, Jews and Jewish names attached at the very top uh, heads of, of areas and department of seven mountains? Um, that would be strategic from the enemy to also cause us to backlash, to make an anti-Semitic backlash and say we're justified in whatever that's already taken place you know before that was a hitlerian uh, proposal is that they have the money they have everything and and in order to get back our greatness as a nation we need to uh, eliminate the jews and so we can't allow this type of moment where different ones of them being in wrong positions cause us to run with anti-semitism mm -hmm. And think that at any time Isaiah 62 is not true. You know, he, he didn't say, he didn't say, well, you know, pray for a certain amount of time for Jerusalem to be uh, this light. And and he didn't say, you know, let's give it a, let's give it a run or until Jesus. He said, no, give me no rest. It wasn't until Jesus comes. Give me no rest until they're shining with the redemptive story that they're supposed to carry on planet Earth. And so that's something. Um, uh, for us not to forget. So he's also infiltrated 
Israel Jews. And, and we don't want to take that beyond what it's supposed to. But you mentioned briefly the Khazarian Mafia. And so this is a, a group. You go to its roots, not even really um, a, a Jewish in, in blood. And yet there was an intentional infiltration. And it doesn't mean some of those can't then become, we'll say, true hearted Jewish people. That's why there's a lot of uh, judging those matters has to be left in the in the hand of the Lord. Yeah. You want to remember, he said, Israel is my firstborn. So at no time does he abandon his plan for the nations um, and throw out Israel. So the idea if anybody because there's believers even saying, yeah, I think it's just good if whatever Iran comes in and runs them over, demolishes them and eliminates them. There's nine point three million. And again, they're not they're a, a couple to a few of those million are, are Arab and Arab Christians as well. Yeah. But you don't at any time just say you have to understand when you're saying stuff like let them be eliminated. And there's nine point three million there. You have just stepped into Hitler domain and territory. Mm. And and so he thought he was pleasing. Um, it's it, it's uh, very clear from his book, Mein Kampf, that Hitler thought he was fulfilling Martin Luther's uh, some of Martin Luther's dreams and wow. desire by what he's doing. So we can't allow that to take place. And again, we have to we have to understand how the enemy sets these things up so that we turn on that what we're not supposed to turn. And number four, um, you know, number three, I said, is that Israel is the bad guy. And number four is that the wrongful, the wrong narrative going out there, going out in the church is that Israel is perfect and faultless. So. um there's a ditch on either side, you know, on one ditch, Israel is demonized and like there, no, they're God's done with them. And another ditch, Israel is justified for any and everything Israel does. And, and so we, we can't go there. We've already kind of established there's enough infiltration that's taking place in Israel at high level, high levels, intelligence levels, etc. Um, and I'll say that again, you know, the truth is Mossad has an arm that works with the cabal. And it's highly influential in Israeli politics and mm. um, the um, again, an element of the Mossad. And it is antichrist in substance and works towards that end. Um, but I'll say this as a prophetic declaration as well. To their own shock, God is removing them. And they didn't think it's possible. Um, a Gideon, I got just from the Lord and I wrote this down. A Gideon will take them down. A David will create a new day. And this might end up being um, actual names, um, but I don't know who, who that is, if it is. But it, I, I, it came to me while he had me write some things down this morning. A Gideon will take them down. A David will create a new day, a new day. <clears throat> so the above, um, the, the, the named four challenging narratives that I just mentioned, they create a fog of war. and. Um, and so you want to be careful uh, at this time and deepen your own roots with God and with the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, your your favorite preacher, your favorite prophet, your favorite commentator may be affected by the fog of war taking place right now. Hmm. And may lose, he or she may lose the storyline and so then advance a false narrative. And um so those are things. It was good. I got to get through those um, uh, 
four pretty pretty quick, and I'm just going to name, uh, you know, what is the real narrative? Real yeah. simple, the real narrative, because we're saying these are fake narratives going on, and they're running through the church. Uh, and I'll say them one more time. One is that rapture, Jesus is coming time. Uh, in other words, fear that releasing fear, there's a good purpose for releasing fear. And number three, Israel is the bad guy. Wrong. Mm. Israel is perfect. None of those four are, are it. So the real narrative is that the stage is being cleaned and then set for the greatest reveal of the kingdom of God on earth ever. And I'll say that one more time. Yeah, say it again, because I got to take that in a little better. Go ahead. The stage is being cleaned. The stage is being set for the greatest reveal of the kingdom of God on earth ever. And it's going to be global. You know, you can say, well, how can it be greater than what Jesus did? Well, Jesus showed up in geographical, literal Israel. And what he's doing now, it's going to be through the same Jesus. And it's going to be because of what Jesus did. But it's global. And there's going to be um, new realities that have never previously existed. New breakthroughs. Um, we are already, if people could understood the, the breakthroughs even we have, even as those of you who are frustrated, just will say the mountain of media. There has never been the freedom of expression globally that there is now. You're like, what? We're being censored. You were being censored all along. You just now know about it. So you've learned how to get around it. Yeah. What we're doing right now, whoever even heard of Rumble, say three years ago or four years ago, Rumble now, you know, releases millions of views just through what you got going on Elijah stream. That's the truth. Yeah. And so when you have Patreon, you have Gab, you have Truth Social, you have Telegram, you have followers. And we were talking about uh, one person, uh, we'll name him right now, Steve, that, you know, he was doing a, a live thing a couple few days ago and he had 27 million people. Yeah. Yep. And he's Watch not live. Yeah. It'd be a name. There could be a high percentage. You don't even know the name. Um, but there are ways around, um, you know, it used to be like, oh, my goodness. If you, you know, and we were three years ago, like Fox or CNN, neither one will tell the truth. Well, um, it doesn't even matter that much. You you pretty much got those still brain dead um, that fall to. And I'm not saying if you listen to CNN and Fox, but we'll just say there is an understanding that you're not getting um, the right narrative there, even though there's breakthrough there, you know, there is some, uh, they're being forced to tell some truth at this time, but you have to understand there was like, you know, a generation ago, um, I was a kid, if ABC, CBS, NBC made a plan on what they're going to present to the American people, it's like, that was it. There's no way, there's no way around it. There's no way, uh, you know, there's no way to double uh, fact check. If they, you know, they invented a name and say, hey, you know, a lady named uh, Margaret Jones is actually the president right now. And she came in. They were like, oh, wow. Uh, anything they said, there wasn't really a way to fact check. Mm. That's really how it's been for forever. I did want to make one point that I've been holding to ask you. And the trickiest part of all that, especially of those four, uh, is the one in, uh, where you don't know if the Jewish person is good or bad. Here's an example. Avner Bosky, who I had asked to write an article that's now been sent out on the Elijah list and it's on Facebook today, boots on the ground. He gave us a boots on the ground. He was our first ever uh, 
Messianic, first ever guide in Israel 23 years ago. Uh, and so we, it was a one bus tour and he was our guide. He did it as a favor to me. That wasn't his primary thing. But at that, during that bus ride, he we were doing Q&A. And somehow or other, this came up that uh, during that time that Christians go to Israel, Johnny, and they make a mistake by, and his is, I'm paraphrasing from memory, they end up, they think that if you're supposed to bless those that bless, God bless those that bless you, then then people, Christians arrived at the idea that if you were Jewish, if I don't bless you, then I'm messing up. And he said, you're not supposed to worship a person because they're Jewish. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. You're so, you know, he, he said, basically, of course, God is for Israel 1000%. But we took that to mean anyone that is of Jewish heritage must be almost worshipped. And so that's where it's tricky now to know that there literally are plants even the Kazarian Mafia, but maybe just evil acting a Jewish person. So I don't know. That one's trick. That's a hard one because we don't know. You know, that's, I think, sometimes why Jesus said, let the wheat, wheat and the tares grow up together because you can't tell. But anyway, that's, that was no, there, there is some truth there. And there's, in some ways, we have, there is a Christian thought that's almost like, okay, um, they're like rabbits. They're, they're like a lucky charm. Yeah. But um, type thing. And, and um, that's that's not the mindset um, that we are to take. There is still yeah. only one way to heaven. There's only it's through the door, Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's an alternative covenant that applies to them. That's if, if we addressed another lie that some are beginning or have spoken in church as well as like because they are God's chosen people that they uh, they're chosen people and that they're a firstborn. And they get to be an example, uh, but they're not. They, it's not this. Um, well, you don't have to. You don't have to go through. Uh, you know the Jesus, cross. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you somehow got around the cross. That you know it was for God so loved the world that He gave His own. That whosoever believes in Him should have eternal life. There was no other alternative ways. Like, no, if you're born, you know, if you come from Abraham, you don't really have to go that route. Um, no, it's still salvation is through Jesus Christ, and and there are. There, there are no exceptions. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, really good. Another conversation, people would begin to say, well, what if they don't know? But what if they never heard? Well, believe me, if somebody never heard the name Jesus Christ in all their, all their life, then God is going to be more fair than we would be with him, more just and more fair. And if he has to give them a message and preach them after they've passed and give them an opportunity, that will happen. I'm not I'm not saying that's one of my belief system. I'm just saying he's more just than us. If we know it's unjust for someone to be sent to hell because they haven't heard the message, then he knows that even more. So yeah. God is above uh, all in this. He is just and he's fair. And it's, there's going to be, uh, you know, plenty of opportunities for everyone. My belief anyway. Yeah, really good. Really good. So, uh, you know, a couple more things. I, I think I have like four points I want to make okay. here. We're doing we're in good shape. We might yeah, we're finish. Good. We're doing good. Surely. Um, so, um, you know, I do believe because eh, I didn't go into the weeds much. There's people in Steve, you could probably easily ask questions like about what do we believe is going on and who's doing what and the Speaker of the House and other things. I do believe that militaries will be the instruments of God for his plan of ridding the cabal, ridding the mafia. 
I, I go by six years ago, the Lord showed me his hand removing the tops of the seven mountains that I'm removing the mafia. Well, the Lord, everything he does, he, he uses an instrument. Hmm. Even if he sends an angel to do it, he uses an instrument. He could say it himself. He says he looks at a mountain, he can, he can call it tremble, but he, you know, he likes to do something with something. He doesn't even make man without, it's out of the dust. And then Eve out of a rib, like he does something out of something. That's good. If he's going to free people, he raises a Moses, um, he raises a Gideon, he raises a Cyrus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So he's always using something. And, and so I do believe there are militaries with patriots and we'll say fair and good hearted men and women. And, and they will be big instruments. And right now they are big instruments of God um, around the globe doing things we don't know. And we don't know who most of them are. Um, and I believe that's something I'm telling you, not just from Intel, I'm telling you that from the Lord. And so, and having said that, some, quote, militaries will still be bad. Um, there will be elements. Again, infiltration of evil is everywhere. And so that happens. And that's why it's so hard to know. Um, we have, you know, it's seemingly some military presence that is um, under the the words of Biden, uh, the person there as Biden, and take some directives there. And then we do believe, I do believe that commander in chief position of President Trump and um, <clears throat> Triumph, tri Triumph, uh, Trump speaking of how God uses individuals and peoples for thing. And so um, that was a point. Number one, number two, that could have added with that. Trump was chosen by God as a Cyrus. I have not changed. Um, I don't know, maybe six years, might be seven years ago when I first started saying that in some capacity. It's amazing how time uh, flies. Yeah. Chosen by God as a Cyrus, he will finish his assignment. And his assignment was to take out Babylon then. His assignment, this new Cyrus, his assignment is to take out Babylon again. And Babylon is the cabal and the system. They operate uh, under so many of the same premises. They, they have the same spiritual uh, dynamics. They're Molech worshipers. Um, they, they blood letters. There's cannibalism, partaking mm. blood. There's all that kind of stuff. Wow. Speaking. And if you just read Isaiah 45, what Trump's assignment is, it's still his assignment. He's on it. He's not done. And and again, for those who say, oh, man, you're overinflating Trump. We need to trust God. That's God's plan. Uh, so you that is trusting God. I, I, I pointed out multiple times. There's about a dozen of the prophets. Everyone who has a book named after him in the Old Testament if he didn't acknowledge that Cyrus was God's servant anointed, the Lord himself said, I have taken him by his right hand and I will be the one that is moving him and, and covering him and positioning him for the assignment. That literally speaks into what's taking place with President Trump at this time. And what was that? You made that point before. If they didn't acknowledge Cyrus, then what? As a prophet, if they didn't acknowledge him, what did you say about that? They were no longer considered a prophet of value. Their name doesn't get listed in the Old Testament. Wow. You, you, no prophet with a book named after him was like, well, I feel differently than prophet. No, like, 
prophet Jeremiah say, I feel differently. Prophet Jeremiah, you know, Isaiah has talked about like 140 years because Isaiah was 140 years, 150 years ahead of time. There wasn't, there didn't exist a Cyrus. And he talked about, I have called Cyrus. I've called him by name. I have taken him by his hand. He wasn't around the name. Nothing was around. And you could, Jeremiah's like, you know, I, I, that's not what the Lord showed me. I haven't seen that. No, they're in sync with it. There are multiple chapters of Jeremiah that speak into it. And he's either the king of the north. They'll either call him by direct name Cyrus, the book of Daniel. Daniel himself is interacting with Cyrus. And and you go through, I had the whole list in front of me. I think there's like 12 uh, books of the Bible. The prophets um, themselves were talking about Cyrus, either by name or reference, inference in a direct way. And so I've, I said, that's not a little thing to miss it on. That's not a little thing to, somebody can be prophetic and get words of knowledge right now. But as far as big picture prophetic office of a prophet, if you have not seen that God has called President Trump, and, and you feel, you know, be silent on it if you don't know it. But you, you cannot miss that big of an element of what God is doing and still be considered a prophet to the nation wow. or the nations. Wow. That's wow. That's, let that yeah. reverberate. Feel like the Lord says just let that reverberate because he's saying that. It's not a little thing to miss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, go ahead, Steve. Well, no, I was going to say. You know, there's a lot of prophets that I've known personally and all, and I'm not against any one of them. Uh, but then I kind of, God kind of put that in my spirit. Don't invite anyone who is not acknowledging that Trump is part of the plan of God. And it's like there was no bad will. There's no uh, ill yeah. will for me towards him. I, I'm not saying they're not prophets. I'm just saying those were not brought onto the show because if they didn't see that, they felt irrelevant for the time, at least irrelevant for this show. Let's put it that way. So I don't want to speak against it. No, property. that's pretty, but that's pretty powerful. What you just said there. And yeah. that's, that was a right. That, that, that's like, um, you know, that, that's a, I'm going to say a red line. There's another way to, way to say it. that. Line in the sand kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. It's cause it's, it, it's true. It, it doesn't matter if they can give somebody's address or phone number or other things, it's like you're wrong on the narrative. And if you do not see that part, again, it was a big offense, a big deal, because uh, Cyrus was not just a call to bring them freedom, but he was instrumental then in the rebuilding of Jerusalem, the walls and everything that then built even the foundations of hope for Israel moving, moving forward. And God chooses a man. Like, that's what messes some of you up, messes some of us up. No, I want God to do it himself. I mean, that sounds too wild. We've got to have confidence in a man. No, that makes it a bigger God. A bigger God uses fragile people, uh, fragile, broken, imperfect people, and does big things with them. Yeah, that's it's the not, truth. That is yeah. so the truth. That is Because if it's not the truth for that, it's not even the truth for us. And look at how he's used us. And we know our frame. At least we should, you know, and... The fact yeah. that he uses us makes us love him all the more. It's the same thing is true with our leaders. You know, he's going to pick somebody that's got some edges and past that's not that braggadocious about, you know, all that stuff. And, and that really is enough of a point to just hang on there just for a second and, and, and process and consider. It takes a bigger God yeah. to make a Trump do his will than for God to do it himself. Um. 
you know, he, he can just show up and the enemy melts in front of him. But for him to take an imperfect subject to emotion, subject to making mistakes himself person and say, I'm going to do this with him. And you're like, oh, my goodness, you're going to put this plan like this plan is going to fail if your guy that you have just named doesn't work. Yep. That takes a bigger God than just God doing it. If y'all can process that. Yeah, you know, yeah, it does. Cause you know, it sounds very risky from our point of view because people mess up all the time, but that's the thing about it is they do mess up along the way and God still is not off put about it. He knew ahead of time everywhere they would mess up along the way. And he's, yeah, I mean, I, I still think that the whole thing with Cyrus is where God says uh, through the prophet, even though you didn't know me, I'm still going to use you. I mean, Trump at least knows God on some level and more and more all the time. Yeah. And he has, and the Lord knew the good points that he has of yeah. courage and patriot. He, he knew the elements he was going to work with inside of him because, you know, he does choose the weak, small, foolish things of the world, but he also, he, he, he knows the things that are in a person that he's going to, he's going to come on in a big way yeah. and he's going to allow them to fulfill uh, what, what their assignment is. So yeah, it's scary that a plan rests on a human, but this is all over the place. You know, yeah. this, this is all over the place and this goes into the greatness uh, of our God. So yeah, some good generals did, did choose, uh, Trump as well ahead of time. We've heard from different ones that, and I believe that's true. Um, but in that, they were probably God-led and God-inspired as well. God directed um, uh, for that. And and you know, Trump was not primarily called to be president of the United States. Um, I'll just say that, then I'll follow it yeah, up. Yeah, that that one. I'm trying to let that sink in because I. I almost would f almost see it differently, but you're saying, okay, so what's, what you was he? You have to hear the next. Okay. He was primarily called to expose the enemy of the people and facilitate the downfall of the cabal. Mm, I the see. downfall of Babylon. That was the assignment. The assignment wasn't really to be president. That's just a role during the assignment. Yeah. Yeah, because what he did is worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, it, it is. It is massive. It's global. Wow. So that's another and a couple of final points. Um, you know, we want an easy time. We want people to prophesy. It's an easy time and all that. And and, you know, easy time is for heaven. Um, in this world, you will have tribulations. This world is to be challenging um, and and. And, and at times more so than others. So, um, yes, is it about victorious leaving, living? For sure. Do you want to win, win, win? Do you want to have victories? Yes, yes, yes. Guess what? In heaven, there are no wins and there are no victories. There you go. <laughs> You're right. You all get it? Because there are no battles. You only win if you have a contest, only if you're challenged. And so if you've had like, no, I don't like that. I want to hear about where a victorious, a victorious church means you faced a battle. So wins and victories only happen in an atmosphere of battle. 
So it is an atmosphere of battle. And so if you want cruise ship atmosphere, uh, you, you have tried to dial into heaven a little, a little early. You know, yeah, heaven, no opposition, no enemies, no strategies, conspiracies of the enemies to deal with. That's for there. Here, it's all about facing that. It's all about resolve. That's why Psalm 23. Yeah, okay. The Lord is my shepherd. So that's the thing that sustains you. So it's not the Lord is my shepherd. Nothing will challenge me. No, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. He does all these good things for me. Okay. Even then, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. He's with me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. So even the Psalm 23 is not a guarantee of, of no challenges. It's, it's, a, it's a guarantee if he's with you and he's strengthening you. So we want to understand this is a time for upgrading our resolve. Um, because we've been asleep, we haven't been awake, there's been not enough resolve. That's why we, it, that, that's, that's why we gravitate to escapism. And, and we want to go with the commentator, the preacher, the pastor that's offering escape because we're like, no, it's supposed to be easy. And as soon as difficult comes in, he zaps us wrong. Ooh. It's you. We are called to be overcomers. You go to the book of Revelation. He who overcomes. Well, I give him. A, I mean, you're really from the time you accept the Lord, you really have been conscripted or enlisted, whatever word you in the army of God. You kind of don't have a choice, do you? You're conscripted in the army of God. And people are discouraged now because you've seen the other side as never before because he's not yeah. allowing them to hide. So that's how people keep misreading the days we're in. It's because the enemy's being revealed. They're like, oh, surely Jesus is about to return. No, he's letting you see the enemy you've been ignoring or acting like he's not there. And, and you've been pretending and you've been in this church environment. It's like a cruise ship. And, and it's like party and celebration, and you've been ignoring your need to stand up and be who you're supposed to be Monday through Friday and Saturday in every area of society. So that is a repeat aspect that we will tell you uh, over, over, and over. So, you know, I think the last point, something I already brought up, is like the deep state is trying to foment a world war, another war. So you want to pray against that. And they're trying to do this thing with Israel. It's key. They know it's a powder keg there. If Israel strikes back too strong they're hoping that you know iran or somebody else will will come back the other way and and so we have this powder keg and so we have to say no to that in the name of jesus that it will fail dramatically that's an area if you want to know intercessors an area to pray is that this thing does not go to that level um and and so that that's that's just a, a good prayer they they you know they have failed in what they tried in ukraine they were sure they could bring in the whole whole world into a world war. It's not going to happen uh, any more than it already has. It's been devastating for Ukrainians, for sure, no doubt about it. But it is interesting that Senator Booker, no good guy at all, I'll just say that, um, and Senator Goldman, uh, they were in um, in Israel at this time. What were they doing? I'd like somebody, maybe somebody tell on them, research them, what were they doing? Who did they meet with? What was going on? And um, This is Cory Booker. Is that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah you remember yeah. that? Thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, wow. wow. So, anyway, well, you know, Steve, the good thing is I think um, we, I got right into that boom, boom, boom. And, and I feel like I was able to 
lay out what the Lord wants. I do have, before we close, because we need to go about half uh, half past the hour because of the second show. Um, I wanted to, you did mention a minute ago, and I'd love to know your thoughts on the whole Speaker of the House, anything else that, that comes to you about, um, I think I, I mentioned to you off the air, Dr. Jan, Dr. Jan, by the way, will be with us on Thursday awesome. uh, morning, uh, but she wrote an article over the weekend where she's saying the Speaker of the House, in her strong opinion, needed to be someone from the outside who had won many, many battles. And she was clearly writing about Trump, but she never mentioned his name. Uh, and I didn't know, my goodness, is this Jan, uh, Dr. Jan giving her a strong opinion, or is this Dr. Jan being released to say that? What What are your thoughts about Trump be, being in? Uh, is that a potential in your mind, or is that just... Well, there's something about the speaker position since the beginning of the year. It yeah. is, is, you know, there, it took 15 votes even to put in Kevin McCarthy. I believe it's 15. And he had to agree on a whole lot of measures. Yeah. And, um, and so, and then the visions I had on, on the gavel and even Bobby Connor sharing, and it ties into the, the you know, the decision on behalf of the Saints uh, that we referred to out of the book of Daniel. And it is unclear if, you know, I don't know if you know, uh, um, have seen this, Steve, but what people are unaware of, you know, Matt Gates has been given credit for doing this. But here's the deal. I don't know if people know. Only eight Republicans voted. I know. I I didn't know that for a while until someone pointed it out. They got him out, not with the help of the Republican Party. They got him out. The Democrats, 208 of the 216 votes were from the Democrats. The Democrats all out Kevin McCarthy. So you're like, is that a bad sign that Matt Gates is using? Is that like, oh, my goodness, you're at, you know, are you doing the wrong thing here? Like you're agreeing with the enemy. Um, Or is it him using the enemy's own sword to cut him? It's like, you know. Had there been some arrangement made, um, had, we'll say, Kevin McCarthy had to capitulate enough um, through those 15 rounds of of, of votes that he was functioning uh, on behalf, we'll say, of the good guys anyway, or maybe he he was given the opportunity to, and then he Mm -hmm. failed at strategic moments. And so there's questions, you know, if, if this was like somebody, we'll say, the good guys, um, we're, we're willing to work with Kevin McCarthy. And then, uh, and then there's bringing on of another wild card into it. Then it could be uh, like, okay, they're having to replan and how they do it. I don't know. I don't know. You remember that thing, the greatest show on earth, the movie that we streamed on our yeah. program that the, they pointed out that it was, they were, that that plan was white listing, not blacklisting, but white listing some people. In other words, they're white listing a whole bunch of even on the deep state or on the Democratic side, which meant giving them the opportunity to do the right thing. And so when I see this thing that went down in the House and the Democrats, it's almost like they white listed them and they did the right thing. Uh, I, one day maybe we'll know. Uh, yeah, my I'm. I don't want to interrupt that, but my no, instinct but- is uh, is that uh, they gave, they whitelisted, they gave McCarthy, because I've only believed Kevin McCarthy's a, a rhino from way yeah. back. 
Yeah. And they gave him a chance and he did some good, but not enough. And so yeah. they gave him a chance to be whitelisted uh, and, and, and at key moments. And, and so therefore he's out. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say, you know, it, President Trump has endorsed Jim Jordan. Yeah. And it, it makes more sense other than just for a statement, just to come in. I mean, I, I would love President Trump to come in 48 hours and just scare the, the day. That, that would be such entertainment. Talk, we'd get our popcorn out, you know, <laughs> during that time because that would be a show. Do a bunch of whatever. Do a bunch of, I don't know how many orders and things, how, how much trouble he can stir for the deep state. But I don't think he has a, if you look at the practicalities, whatever the the House advances, the Senate has to, the Senate, which is Democrat, um, uh, you know, owned at this point, they have to, for instance, if he would say, hey, let's start, let's impeach Biden. Uh, of course, he's liable to find agreement, uh, you know, among the Democrats. They may be wanting to get rid of uh, Biden in a terrible kind of way at this point, because he's a horrible representative yeah. of them being exposed at all levels. And there's so much, and it is, there is a psyop element of this. It's fun to uh, think of what, uh, what might be uh, going on. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't have a word from the Lord. I just yeah. know that it's part, it's one of these key uh, moving parts um, where God is, you know, they say President Trump is 5D chess. Well, God is about 777D chess. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, yeah. and, and he's doing, and if he wants to rattle some more cages, because I truly believe the Lord doesn't want to just, um, he, he wants to frighten the enemy. He yeah. doesn't, he's not just get her done, God. He's like, he wants to message and he wants to message powers and principalities and he wants to show off his capacities his capabilities, his power in the midst of things. And and I think he would love to use little twists and turns and little openings. Well, you, know, you think about if hell is eternal for the wicked, the truly wicked that go there, meaning God is is allowing the lesson to be taught for all eternity, however that looks or works, then how di- why is it any different that he would let the wicked suffer before our eyes for a few years, you know, where they well, begin to... They begin their punishment now. Go ahead. Well, with that, I'd say, especially if that lesson given on this side of eternity could keep people out of hell. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't think he gets joy from someone being an eternal fire. And I've heard, you know, uh, obviously there's a whole generation that doesn't like that message and it scares them. There's uh, the next generation hates to hear that. I I can't deal with a God who wants somebody burning forever. Well, it's, um, I just believe that um, someone burns in hell until their hatred of God is extinguished. And when mm-hmm. that happens, then they are extinguished. Yeah. As long as you can keep hating God, then you keep burning. But it's no longer, it's just like cause and effect. It's not him choosing to keep inflict something on this. You choosing and understanding, because you already did it on this side of eternity by embracing hate and things that are anti-God, anti-life, anti-freedom. You were pro-death, pro-Satan, and so you're just getting to uh, inflict upon yourself that which you've tried to or have been inflicting upon everybody else for forever. But I think what you just said, Steve, the application is, yeah, what? why not God allow some clear lessons to be made right now 
on behalf of society. Even I do believe there are some, we'll say some elite uh, deep staters they're, they're, from the standpoint that come from that blood and family. And that's what everything and everybody around them has done that are pulled and even operate. I say they're pulled towards good. And some of them are trying to do some good. And some know that, well, but I have, you know, I was, I was with him in this and the Lord still wants to give them a chance. Yeah. Redemption. And yeah. And go, yeah go in on. other words, yeah. And, and who is it that uh, the word came out? I think it was through uh, Robin where Ka- the, the door was not closed for Kamala Harris to uh, she's he, the word was that she was going to be betrayed anyway. And God was giving her yet time to repent, which is a very interesting thing. Cause that was like last week or something. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. God in his mercy saying, you can still repent, Kamala, you know. No, um, I, I just, you know, I almost hesitate to tell this, but I'll be really, really brief that, you know, there is a, a, a pastor that was involved in suing me for $24 million. I had been a member of the church and it was because I confronted him on um, you know, having 10 concubines and being involved in pedophilia and other things that was discovered. And so, um, you know, it never went anyway. Is they, they had to uh, drop it and all that kind of stuff. But there was so much evil around him and what he was doing. You know, I had conversations with the Lord. Why is he not struck down, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and yet uh, 20 years later after that, I found myself at his be- deathbed. And, wow, that's and, incredible. And I told, when I told Elizabeth, I said, I'm going to go pray for him. She goes, what? I said, you know what? No matter what he's done, I do not want to see. I would love someone that Satan has invested in for decades, even if it's at the last second to be snatched away from hell. And if if what I do, if my intervention can create an opportunity for home, him to go to heaven, and I know some of you are listening, no, he deserves, if you, if you actually heard what all the things he did, you might say he deserves hell. Yeah. But you know, I just know that. Um, so I did. I go, I, I, I prayed with him and, and, and he passed away within two weeks. But in before those two weeks were done, there were some signs of him. He at least repented to those he had done some very horrible things and right close to him. And so I, I think there's a good chance I will find him. Um, uh, in in heaven, I just think that was God in me, say, and, and I, you know, yeah. it was personal to me what He had done as well. So, uh, in the sense so of good. so good, I mean, they're so neat of that God would give you of all people in His life the chance, the 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 opportunity to go and lead Him back into repentance. That's just an amazing, you know. Sheesh, that's a great. But and and, you know. That's who our God is. You know? It is. It's like, and it means what it says and says what it means that he is, he, the Lord is not willing, truly not willing that for anyone to perish, but they have to be allowed to perish if that's what they choose. But he's certainly not willing, you know. No, he doesn't. He, he gets no joy out of anyone ending in hell, no matter what they've done. So if anybody needs to hear this out there, you've been involved in the worst case of whatever, even pedophilia, murder yeah. and whatnot. You know, whatever consequence you would suffer here on earth is nothing in comparison to your eternal torment. So this is a time, you know, come to the Lord, turn to the Lord, repent. And you just be he there is an open arms thing. It was, you know, at the cross, Jesus, he had thieves, those who deserved 
they deserve the cross on either side of out of him and and he instantly the one that says no this man did nothing wrong while the other one was like oh making fun of him the lord says tonight today you will be with me in paradise there is that in his heart he doesn't care what you did the whole rest of your life if there's something a place for repentance a place for him can be found in you that's the god he is you know mercy triumphs over over judgment and that's that's characteristic of our God. So, so good. So good. Well, Johnny, thank you so much. I, go ahead, if you will, and pray for the people as we close this out. That would be awesome. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity together again. Lord, just ask that your presence, your comfort, your direction would be upon mm-hmm. your sons and daughters at this time. Lord, we do remember Israel at this time. Ask for angels to be released across uh, that nation, Lord. Holy yeah. Spirit, let your presence be strong there. Let great good come from this great bad and and lord we we acknowledge there are people they're your children as well in in the gaza strip and there are many women and children uh that have suffered probably already been killed and died and they, they had no part uh in any of the evil uh, associated with what's taking place and so we ask for angels to be sent to them lord we just ask for uh, outcomes that could not be uh, dreamed up here on earth by what it looks like right now and we know, Lord, that you are looking out uh, for your firstborn Israel, but you also love particularly all the children of Abraham, but yes, all the children Lord. of the world. And that is your heart that none should perish. Yes, and so we ask that you would turn things around, that you would intervene, that you would use the prayers of your sons and daughters, the declarations of your prophets, your intercessors, those who have gone to Israel by the millions every year that pray. And, you know, they, they step into fulfilling Isaiah 62. They pray to you until that, that Jerusalem would shine with a, another destiny, another light, another name, and we would give you no rest until that happens. So we thank you for what you're doing there. Lord, at this time, we acknowledge you as king of our nation, king of this globe, and we ask you to come in with every mighty angel. We ask that all the archangels would be activated, Michael, Gabriel, all of them would be activated on behalf of what you're doing on earth right now. We sense the intensity, the key moment, the key time, We thank you for the opportunity to be around at this time, that you are the one who walks with us, and we bless your name for it, Lord. Let your encouragement be released on your sons and daughters in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Johnny, thank you so much. Uh, Reminder, quick people, look at Restore7.org. Did you you have any announcement or anything coming up? You know, we have all kinds of things. Just go to Restore7.org. We have great things um, coming and other things for you to... Um, uh, you know, interact with, but we know Israel and what's taking place here is a priority at this time. So I'll just leave it at that for right now. Sounds good. Okay. And Robin Bullock will be with us in about two and a half hours, give or take. Uh, So that will be three o'clock Pacific time and six o'clock Eastern. And that's live. It's not recorded for the next day. So don't miss that today. We'll see you in in a little bit, everybody. Have a great day and see you soon. God bless you. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.